1: What's up, you guys? Sean Rossap, welcome to Fightful. It is November twenty seventh, twenty twenty three. This is your WWE Monday Night Raw post show review. CM Punk's first WWE Raw in uh, almost a decade. Uh, just th- th- there's so much to get into. There's so much to talk about. We've got Denise Salcedo here. She covered WWE Survivor Series for us Saturday night. As I was getting off of a plane and trying to accumulate scoops denise how you doing
2: Amen. Oh man i'm doing awesome this raw today was the raw that i have no, i have not been this excited for a monday night raw oh my god in years like i can honestly say in years i have not been this excited about a monday night raw so i'm doing good yeah
1: this felt like more of um this this felt bigger than raw after mania and i mean a lot of that had to do with vince mcmahon <laughs> changing things uh but yeah it, it definitely did uh whether or not people felt satisfied by that we'll talk about it but uh guys please leave a thumbs up on this video if you want your question or statement read on the air you can donate a super chat here at youtube.com fightful in addition to uh, all of our great post show reviews which are Every single night, we do a bunch of weekly news shows. We have a bunch of interviews as well. I just got back from WrestleCade in North Carolina, where I did about 10 of those uh, with some established talent, with some up-and-coming talent, lots of cool stuff. But the most direct way you can support us is FightfulSelect.com. I never thought we would see a day where Fightful Select would hit 10,000 subscribers again. But uh, for some reason, y'all like reading about CM Punk even though Fightful's in the mud, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, careers are over, all that good stuff. Uh, we've got more news on the CM Punk stuff than anywhere else. How people feel, what people in AEW were saying, a TNA offer that was very real, by the way, a very, very real TNA offer, um, how things came together, uh, the the real, not real, and, and so, uh, so many details behind who's upset, who's not upset, Etc. There are so many different things that we have on fightfulselect.com. It is just $5 a month and $54 a year if you want to subscribe annually. Uh, We've got a ton of stuff. We're going to be, we had raw plans before this show the match order, a bunch of spoilers, all that. Um, We are going to have a particularly interesting story Tuesday. And I, I don't know how it's going to be received.
2: Do I know the story?
1: I'm sure that you do, but I will put it in, in the, the private, private chat. chat yeah, and in the private um, chat,
2: so I know what you're talking about. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, let's see here. Yeah. But super chats, humper chats, get your question or statement right on the air. I did a big CM Punk Q&A yesterday. I did a big FAQ the other day. I will briefly walk through some of the timeline of events for those of you who didn't watch those shows. Um, but yeah, there you go, Denise.
2: Oh yeah. I had a feeling the second you said the big story and then you there, gave there the follow-up sentence, I, I I pretty much knew where you were going.
1: There you go. So for those of you who, who didn't tune in on Saturday night, here's the order of events, because despite us uh, laying it out many, many, many times, I'll kind of give you guys the details. Uh, At WWE Fastlane, there were no plans to bring in CM Punk. There had been no talks as of that point. To the point to where Triple H actually expected to get asked, and he wasn't. And at the time, uh, he was going to shoot it down. Uh, I shot down that CM Punk was signed, I think, Tuesday morning following that. And I got a call from a WWE higher up that said, not only is he not signed, we haven't had talks, and he is not planned Uh, for Survivor Series as of now. I followed up every single week. And not only that, but with friends of CM Punk as well. CM Punk told all them, no plans. However, last Sunday, November 19th, I was told CM Punk and Triple H had an hour-long conversation and some fences were mended. And we posted that on Fightful Select that he was making efforts to mend some fences, so to speak, well, they mended pretty well by the looks of it because uh, CM Punk is back. However, even throughout all, the, all of last week, creative, producers, pr- uh, production, top talent were not told of what was going to happen. Talent weren't told until about five minutes before the main event uh, at WarGames. They cleared out an area in the back. CM Punk came through. Triple H personally produced the last few minutes of the show, called for the copyright graphic and the song, which is the new version, by the way. They used his old Titantron, old renders, all that stuff. Just unbelievable. Uh, reps didn't know. Uh, creative, heads of creative had no idea. They had to rewrite a lot of uh, Raw tonight, which they, they really squeezed it in. I wouldn't say a lot. They did have to rewrite Raw to adjust some things. But it wasn't, like, significant. They they had to find, like, 10 minutes. But, whoo, an awful lot there. And I got word about two minutes before he came out, he's here. He just walked right by. And that's why I had tweeted, uh, they just cleared out an area in the back. CM Punk is backstage. It was, listen, it was an all-time great surprise for CM Punk to be there. You, you shared your thoughts on Saturday, but based on what we've heard since then, how are you feeling?
2: It's this weird twilight zone thing. You know when you're seeing something and you're not sure if you need to blink a little bit or scrub your eyes to clear your vision so you make sure you're seeing it properly? That is how I feel each and every single time I see... The WWE Twitter account, the website, or anything promoting WWE and CM Punk in the same image together, because it's been so long, because of how ugly things got between the company and CM Punk and how that grudge was held for several years, it was one of those things. I know in pro wrestling, we say, never say never. I know a lot of people said, man, if Bret Hart can come back to the WWE, so can CM Punk. But when you constantly hear somebody speak about how they had a horrible t- Time in wwe speak about how they killed his love for professional wrestling how they sent him the notice that he was fired through fedex when the day he got married listening to that podcast with Colt cabana i still remember that like god like it was yesterday and then seeing everything that followed after that in aew god that's an entirely different portion of this it is one of those things where i don't think it's clicked entirely that we're seeing cm punk in the WWE so it still sort of feels surreal to me even though I see it every time it's like pinch is it real
1: big shout out to our moderator Luis who's going to be pulling heavy work here also guys if you want to you know uh, troll people about and AEW Marks I I don't give a shit go somewhere else go to somebody else's show and do that I don't care we're here to talk about the show
2: AEW Marks
1: no, 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 no. They're like, AEW Marks are so sad. We, oh. we don't care. We don't we don't care. We're here to talk about WDB Raw. We'll, we'll talk about the AEW aspect at, at when, when appropriate. But uh, get your Super Chats, get your Humper Chats in. I'll tell you what we're not going to do. We're not going to make you wait until the very, very, very end of the show to talk about CM Punk because we are going to talk about it in between every segment tonight because we're going to be reading Super Chats about that segment in between each one that we got. Sean, Uh, I
2: rushed over. I rushed over to Raw because I thought that Punk was opening up the show. Mm -mm. (laughs) And I rushed in. I had my little creme brulee iced coffee. I was ready to go. (laughs) (laughs) I I was like, by the third hour, I was like, "Uh uh-uh.
1: Well, uh, unfortunately, unlike Raw, we are not commercial-free for our first hour. But we're going to tell you about NordVPN right now so we can get through a bunch of this commercial-free. There is no product that we have promoted more on Fightful that I use while I'm awake The NordVPN.com slash Fightful. You guys have probably seen me anchored to my desk an awful lot for quite a while, and I've always got NordVPN on all my devices. That's because that's what NordVPN.com slash Fightful allows. You get the fastest VPN in the world on all your devices, on all your operating systems. It is so beneficial to have that versatility. Here at home, I put it on my router just in case, and I put it on my phone, laptop, desktop, PC, And smart TV that allows you to get all the benefits the online threat protection the ability to change your virtual location with just one click the ability to use that NordPass password manager the file encryption tool all that good stuff on everything also you can subscribe to all those overseas services I'm telling you all about all with 24 7 tech support and a 30-day money-back guarantee on top of an already amazing deal protect yourself On all your devices with NordVPN.com slash Fightful. Uh, Guys, get in your Super Chats. Get in your Humper Chats. Uh, We got Luis doing his best to uh, put these in the appropriate sections. And we'll talk about them as they get them. Uh, Emily says, just a thank you for all you do. Thank you so much, Emily. Adrian Wells always supporting us. We thank you as well. Tom Brady addresses some rumors that I, I saw uh from abu of Russell purists who mentioned that mercedes might go back to wwe and says do you think there's a real shot she does yeah of course i think there's a real shot she does um listen there's going to be a lot of people that talk about punk being a hypocrite and that was uh, addressed later in this show i'll wait for a super chat but a regime change can change an awful lot of things denise we see it with with tna we see it with a whole lot of things New Japan's under a different regime than than it was 10 years ago. So is TNA, so is WWE, uh, ROH is as well.
2: Yeah, I would find it hard to imagine that if Vince McMahon was still fully behind creative, that we would be seeing CM Punk right now. Of course, it's hard to say because that's speaking in hindsight, but it would just be something that would be a little bit harder to imagine.
1: Cameron says, who's next to make the jump? Sean, you look pretty. Well, I would say QT Marshall, who uh, confirmed Fightful Select report that he had signed an extension through the end of the year, but says that he has resigned from AEW. Um, if I'm WWE, I absolutely want to hire QT Marshall for a number of reasons. He's a phenomenal trainer. He's he's worked in uh, an office role. Uh, he can work with talent at, at almost any level, but I also think that QT believes in himself an awful lot, and I think he'll probably go outside of AEW and try to prove he can get over.
2: Right, I think that's what my question was in regards to this, because you mentioned all of the attributes that QT would bring to WWE, but is that what he wants? Like, who knows, he might see himself more as a talent instead of a behind-the-scenes person, and so I think that would probably influence his, you know, whatever it is that he decides to do. I can't imagine WWE using him as an on-screen a character. Or who knows? Maybe they can. Who knows?
1: Jonathan Corona says, I don't think anybody's asked this. How long or do you know how referees uh, have their contracts structured uh, and your reaction on Punk on Saturday? I mean, I, was, I had somebody asking if I missed just being a fan. Uh, Because I didn't get to enjoy the surprise. I did get to enjoy the surprise. I found out two minutes before. Up until then, people in WWE, like nobody really knew until an hour before it happened, maybe. And uh, I did get to enjoy it as a fan. And he's one of my favorite performers of all time. As far as referees, uh, they are employees because they work a variety of roles. They're on ring crew and stuff like that. Ken Smith says, SRS in the mud, but have some money anyway. I'll tell you what's in the mud. This new Raw theme that we reported on FightfulSelect.com a couple of weeks ago. It didn't make its debut last week, but it did tonight. Uh, The Voe Williams song is gone. We got this lame-ass Deaf Rebel theme. I need them to find somebody else, Denise. I can't think of an inspired song by this group that I just love.
2: I miss the days where I really love like the theme songs because I like really high energy kind of songs. Like my favorite, God, I loved the one by Papa Roach, um, to be loved. I loved Across yeah. the Nation. You and I have done our little rankings and things for these songs. So there's a little bit that's a little bit more of my style of theme. Uh, yeah. So I just kind of need something that really shakes my core.
1: Yeah, it wasn't good. Wasn't good. I mean, I do- definitely don't miss the ACDC song on SmackDown either, though. And I'll tell you why I don't, Denise. Because whenever WWE would send us clips and say, hey, you can post these, they'd get copyright struck every time by ACDC.
2: Yeah. So, I mean, I like that one. I didn't mind it, but I think I just heard it like a zillion times. And some, after you hear no. a song like a zillion times, it kind of starts to like the interest starts to fade away.
1: Every ACDC dc song is the same. It I is the same.
2: like yeah, but they get your blood flowing, though. They really I get the you. Same like, damn I song. Feel like just freaking, you know.
1: You just I feel know like I'm
2: going crazy when I listen to ACDC. dc
1: You just know that they're they're writing songs and they're like,
2: "I'm a washing my hands"
1: over and over again. Over and <laughs> yeah, over but it's and fun
2: over. Though about I went anything. through a period of my life in high school where I was really obsessed with ACDC, and I l- had like one album, so I was like the most like basic fan, but I was really obsessed for a good period of trash. time. Trash,
1: trash.
2: Hater, Sean. What do you want? What kind, what kind of song? What kind of what kind of song do you want? Doja Cat besides Doja Cat?
1: Uh, AEW already got Doja Cat. Um, I'd like Taylor Swift. How about that?
2: Oh, shut up! You would not want Taylor Swift. <laughs> You're just lying.
1: We got Bronson Big Meat says Sean it's percentage time. What percentage chance do you see think that we see Sasha return? And AJ Lee and SAF's uh said that same thing about the Rumble. I would say 30% AJ Lee return, but Sasha returning in general, I would say 80%. I think she most certainly returns at some point. In the Rumble, I'd give Sasha about a 35 i mean as of all in she had a working plan to work with aew but things change when you don't have a contract
2: yeah i'm gonna say 80 percent too for her going to the royal rumble now i think it's gotten a lot higher did you see her tweet by the way uh mm. the i love pro wrestling tweet that she sent out like right away and i was look i was reading way oh, too much into cool. that i'm like what does this mean <laughs> what does she this looks mean? she looks
1: she looks great she looks like she's ready for the ring uh yeah. right now yeah yeah DDM says horsewomen reunion has to happen. Mercedes, come on home. That WrestleMania moment is so needed. Thanks for the best $5 in the business, Sean. Well, one of those scoops that you got on Fightful Select uh, last year was that one, Randy Orton was taking time off. Two was that Randy Orton wasn't going to be back any anytime soon. And three was that he had double fusion surgery on his back. Not a surgery I've heard of a lot of people, if anybody, coming back to wrestling for. But then we also reported he was at the Performance Center this year. Fightful Select also reported that he was set for war games, and that had been planned for a couple of months. He looks jacked, Denise. He's enormous.
2: Damn, bro, do you have Randy Orton's agenda or something? Like, you'd be knowing everything he's doing. Just like freaking quarterly hour. What does he eat for breakfast, Sean?
1: um something really healthy by the looks of it
2: <laughs> i'm surprised uh, you don't have that answer you probably do you're probably, probably keeping could. it to yourself
1: i could probably find out his, his yeah, wife follows me on his wife follows me on twitter i'll ask her what does but, randy uh,
2: orton eat for breakfast that's that's my big question
1: okay but um randy orton's out there he says you know it's been a long time he's back he's gonna keep going until he can't go anymore and he's got unfinished business with the bloodline now I think it's important to state that later on, Jey Uso approaches him. We saw that look that he had last week on Raw. And Randy Orton said, you know what? I appreciate the apology. As long as you're not in the bloodline, we're good. I don't trust him. Not a single bit, Denise. He is snick. Randy Orton is forever snick. And he will strike at some point. I don't trust him. Not a one bit.
2: And there's a good opening for him next week to screw Jay Uso out of becoming world heavyweight champion. So I feel like they have a really good opening. But that's the thing, though, is that Randy kind of seemed like if you know Randy, you have this feeling of mm, don't want to trust him. You know, this is the legend killer. Don't want to trust him. Right. We've seen him do all of these terrible things. he Randy Orton's always the person who kind of crosses the line in his feuds and does crazy things and, and messed up things to whoever he's in the ring with or whoever he's feuding with. So that's I can see him doing this to Jay Uso. However, if you just tuned in today and today was like your first time ever watching Randy, he was pretty believable when he told Jay, like, "Hey man, I, I, I've been I've been watching what you've been doing the last couple of months on Raw. I've seen how you've been helping out Cody, and as long as you're not with the Bloodline, we're cool." So it was this thing. If you know Randy, you expect for him to kind of screw Jay. Muted. Randy, why would you mute I- me?
1: Listen, sorry. Uh, I Freaking like... reflex or what? No, I please our audience. And
2: Okay, first of all, that's so rude. In that case, I might as well log off of this show and leave you here by yourself.
1: I'd rather you not. Will Chisholm says, I know you said Randy was Jack, but he looked like 04 Orton. He did look jacked. Yeah, thought... and you
2: also just ruined my train of thought, by the way. I was literally getting to a point that now just completely derailed. You Doesn't made even great matter. points. Of course, Sean muting people here
1: mixtape says srs heel turn with the acdc take also t swift i mean listen they could i think they could honestly find a taylor swift song that would be more appropriate than some of the dog shit i've heard them put on the the start of WWE raw nothing compares to the original thorn in your eye that was that was the best for me that was the best rhea ripley confronted randy orton which led to him getting attacked by judgment day and then whipping that ass and setting up a match with Dominic later on, uh, he whips Dominic's ass real bad. And he gets an assist from Jelly Roll Denise, who pushed Dominic, and Dominic (laughs) slid all the way across into the the apron. What did you think of Rhea Ripley's promo with Randy Orton, where she was kind of giving him the lay of the land? And Randy Orton... His first in-ring singles match on Raw since February of 2022.
2: That's a great question, Sean, and I'm not going to answer it.
1: I'm sorry, you're going to have to.
2: Why? Just mute me.
1: Because you're 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 here. I mean they they asked for it, but I'm not going to mute you now. Um, Rock hard, oh, yeah. Joel Woods. Says, I was going to answer well,
2: the question.
1: Well, Randy, Randy's going to drop him with an RKO and say, "Now we're good," and leave. I could see that, and then Jay sort of stands up for himself, but uh, we'll talk about that momentarily. Denise, what did you think about the the Rhea Ripley and uh, the, the promo and the match with Dominic?
2: All right, so there's quite a bit to get into here with this. So the first thing that I want to get at is Randy Orton's promo on Monday Night Raw. I absolutely love that the first thing he said was that he was going to have Uh, this he was going to handle the unfinished business that he has with the bloodline and emphasize that he is coming after every single member and to touch on the point that we were just talking about with Randy Orton and not trusting him with Jey Uso even though he said that they are cool he really really emphasized in this promo that he is coming after every single member of the bloodline so it can be taken in any uh way right you could believe Randy Orton, or you could not believe Randy Orton. I also want to talk about how we are right now in a situation where when I hopped on to listen to raw to watch raw I really truly thought that CM Punk was going to open up the show right but they instead went with Randy Orton, and it's crazy to think that like they are currently in a position where they have options for people to be like a real big deal. Of course, CM Punk feels like a bigger deal because well, you know, he was gone from the company for 10 years, but seeing Randy Orton still open up the show was pretty freaking cool. And I like how this led into this match with Dominic Mysterio and when I was going to, before going into this, I freaking knew they were going to do a match with Randy Orton and Dominic Mysterio because I know how WWE thinks. I know how they're thinking, oh, we really got something in Dominic Mysterio. So let's put him in a match with Randy Orton. And the second this match was made, I was like, damn it, I freaking knew it. Um, And the big thing that I loved most about this though, Sean, is Rhea Ripley because you don't often see women constantly put in these big scenarios that enhance them as a star where you have a star and they kind of keep them in their own little bubble in their own little world but with Rhea Ripley she's going in there and she is like scheming she's coming up with all of these different things with the whole everything she did with Drew McIntyre with Jay Uso even with Cody Rhodes with Seth Rollins with all of these people that she's been involved with and now Randy Orton that makes the viewers that makes people see Rhea Ripley as something more and we don't often get that for women and so for me seeing Rhea Ripley's star power really be enhanced in that way is honestly my favorite thing so just having her in the ring right as Randy Orton is making his big return like that is freaking huge and so I did really appreciate that and then the whole jelly roll thing today was the first day I heard of him. Um, I hate to be the who person, but I went on Spotify and I checked and he has 9.9 million monthly listeners. So I mm-hmm. thought, okay, that's a pretty good number. I've seen people with a lot less. So you know what? Thumbs up. He seemed popular. Don't know who he yeah, is. He seemed popular.
1: He's Grammy nominated. won a CMT music award recently. He had a speech that went viral because uh, he won uh break. I think it was new artist of the year for the the CMA awards. And he's, he's, almost 40 so that that speech went
2: is he uh, really
1: yeah he's like 38 years old or i think he's he's 39 uh, next week actually but uh he appeared in a backstage segment with all the tag teams as well they're in nashville so that integration made an awful lot of sense uh i i thought uh but i'm so glad to see randy orton back i mean this i wish that we could you know, get something fresh out of Randy for so long. And we got a little bit with the riddle thing. It was a nice connection, but by the time Randy was coming back, riddle had sort of worn out his welcome there and that wasn't going to be an option. But now we're, we're looking at it and we're like, okay, well him and Jay, Jay is super over now. Incredibly over now.
0: Uh, well Apex, deserved.
1: Yeah. Apex Cal, uh, caliber says, Jay apologized to Randy. Drew has to be fuming. That, Yes, that has to be a catalyst as well. That has to be something that they they bring up. Parker says, first time since Raw after Mania I look forward to, or I took the time to watch all 3 hours of Raw. Definitely better need Orton to RKO Rhea. Very weird to see Punk in WWE." Chris Bacon says, "Crowd was not great tonight." Oh boy, I want to talk about that. They sucked ass. <laughs> this Nashville crowd absolutely sucked. I think it's pretty much because my friend uh, Steve, not Dr. Death on Twitter, was there. They saw him there, and they were like, what's worth cheering? What's worth? What's what's even worth it? But they were horrible. Uh, he says, Randy and Punk are back. Let's go. Keep up the great work, Sean and Denise. Love your videos. Yeah, they, this crowd. Woo! I mean, now, now, granted, a lot of the stuff in the ring, they put some pretty cold stuff out there for this audience. They relied heavily on the promos tonight.
2: There was, look, this was a good Raw. Honestly, I know that a lot of us were kind of anxious to see CM Punk and it felt like we took a long road trip to get there. But come on, how many Raws haven't we sat through that were like, the were dog shit? And this one was nowhere near that. I enjoyed a lot of what they did tonight. Uh
1: My friend Andrea, who's the uh showrunner for the People's Choice Country Awards, noted that Jelly Roll also closed out their show. So, I mean, he's all over the place right now i see him i do see people
2: him love jelly people love rolls man
1: uh our truth did he was backstage and uh was in judgment day's clubhouse i i'm sorry it sounds like they're children when they're like but our clubhouse
2: do you watch mickey mouse clubhouse have you ever seen an episode
1: unfortunately i did have to watch mickey mouse clubhouse when i was a kid or, or whatever that was uh no
2: i don't think it was around when you were a kid no
1: it's the, a fairly the,
2: recent i think it's like for no. newer kids <laughs>
1: no there's another kids. one somebody will know what i'm talking about i anyway. don't
2: know but the new version the one where he has noodles oh
1: no i'm talking about the one where they sing that dumbass song at the end that i hated because hot my, dog my, no 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 i was a little kid my cousins were disney kids i was a nickelodeon kid so i made fun of them for being lame all the time so
2: i was a disney kid
1: makes a lot of sense jamal says we don't get along (laughs) thinks randy plays a part in cody versus roman 2 possibly i could see that joe coughlin says been a while since i've been so happy with an rko as i was on dirty dom tonight just beautiful to watch Love the pop for it as well. That was the thing that we wondered, Denise, like would he be able to do that? And he is.
2: I've lost track of how many RKOs we've seen since he's he's came back. He's only been back for a bit and we've already seen so many. And I think JD McDonough is leading with the amount of RKOs he's taken.
1: Oh boy, had to wear a neck brace in general to hold that big ass head up. But now, dude, guess
2: what happened to me, man? It's all yesterday. No, I think it was yesterday. I sat down, okay, and I was gonna eat a little PB and jelly sandwich on my couch. And I sat down, and my husband was laying down, and he, bro, he said, "Move your big ass JD McDonough head. It's blocking the TV." (laughs) Oh
1: my god! No,
2: you did not just call me JD McDonough head. (laughs) I
1: was just trying to eat a PB and J. I love it. I love it. Denise out here looking like, <laughs> look at that.
2: We need to measure heads, Sean. The next time you and I are in the same space, we need to okay. measure heads
1: and then and then she looked at him like, <laughs> love it. He moved. love to see. He
2: switched sides to the
1: Gotta. other side
0: just to watch TV.
1: Gotta Miguel says Jay would do something with Solo or Jimmy against Randy in the rumble that'll make Orton think he's still affiliated with the bloodline. I hope so. Um we we have seen more layered stories like that. But ultimately, Randy Orton is Sneck. And Sneck came back huge. And I'm just saying, if you want your Sneck to be
0: Save big on brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app.
1: Do you have a limp penis? A difficulty getting it erect? Boy, do I have a product for you. BlueChew.com and the code Fightful will help fix that. BlueChew has the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. But they work a lot faster because it's a chewable. It's also much more affordable. Use that promo code Fightful. Get your first shipment free. Just pay $5 shipping. One of the best parts, it's discreet. No awkward in-person doctor's visits. You don't have to go to the pharmacy. It ships straight to your door when approved by an online physician. You want to check this out. It will help you. It is a good product. It will make your sex life better. BlueChew.com, the code FIGHTFUL.
2: Sean, can I just mm-hmm. say you had a Kira Tozawa vibes there in the, that, that video? You were like, Good. just like really calm, really, Good. really calm. I was waiting oh, he- for a little dance.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know what? I could probably do one. Uh, Bizarro Big L says, is JD McDonuts trying to be next strong? If so, I'm adding it to my list of cheap WWE knockoffs next to people trying to convince me Von Wagner is a powerhouse. Oh, man. Von Wagner. That stuff ain't working. That's the thing working.
2: It's working a little better than what they were doing with him before.
1: Although Apex, I'm not
2: sure where the new angle's going, though.
1: Apex Calibre says RKO and Rhea has to be coming, right? Yeah, eventually, for sure, it's coming. It is absolutely coming. Here's a good question. This is one of the best we've had. SRS and Denise, can you explain to me the difference between a Tony Khan scrum and a Triple H press conference with Hunter in complete control uh, Is the pendulum swung towards WWE with free agents over AEW? Honestly, this is a full show is what this is. But I'll tell you the main difference about three goddamn hours is the difference. Three hours of talking is the difference. The Triple H ones, listen, the whole thing start to finish an hour. You're at AEW Post Show Scrums for three hours. Uh, But just for those that wonder, though, we're never told to not ask anything. Um, there, there's no, we don't know of any real rhyme or reason of who gets picked for questions or anything like that, but, uh, any, any differentiators you could point out Denise, besides the obvious, uh, time structures.
2: Yeah, for sure. I think that, uh, a W is a little bit more, I think they kind of set the mood for, uh, the types of questions that you want to ask. They will answer a little bit more on like the newsy side, whereas I think WWE is more geared towards what happened on the show where i think that the aw ones kind of tend to go off in different directions and you don't really know which direction they're going to really go in um i would say that those are probably like the biggest ones and of course the WWE ones are more in kayfabe than the aw ones although aw has started to do that a lot more Hate which it. i'm not crazy about they started to do it i think Hate the first it, yeah. one was when they had chris jericho come in and attack and they kind of ruined this whole like press scrum that we were seeing and with Sting and everything and then nearly nearly knocked out a reporter sitting there like legit nearly knocked this guy out um those are the big differences for sure and the timing
1: yeah definitely wdbs are more polished as well they're they're more heavily produced It's it's a show it is a show and that that's a thing that a lot of people need to remember when they're like A lot of people treat those like we need to be waterboarding people and, and deposing them and interrogating them. It's a show on their channel is what that is. Uh, It is heavily produced and referenced in the future. Uh, But yeah, there there's a lot there. Uh, Kenneth Smith says, put this uh, on the uh, buy a raw new theme fund. God, I wish buddy. I wish buddy. Nice to see TNA class backstage tonight. Dixie Carter backstage pretty cool. I almost, how about this? I had a mutual friend almost get me to have dinner with Dixie Carter because I wanted to do an interview with Dixie. It's been one of my most sought out interviews. And they said, don't expect for this to actually happen. Uh, and I was like, okay. And it didn't happen, but I I'm still optimistic that, uh, maybe I can get that meeting and then do an interview.
2: It needs to happen. I need to hear both of you guys speaking in the same, in the same room. (laughs)
1: mixtape says never mind denise's heel for not knowing jelly roll i mean i don't know i really
2: don't care to be honest (laughs) not my kind of music so i don't really care
1: black phoenix says humping live from tonight's raw in nashville is Rhea actually raw's top heel yes i would say that by far she is raw's top heel yeah
2: she's up there for sure
1: Back to some CM Punk-related stuff. We've got uh, somebody saying, who do you think CM Punk's next opponent will be? I think he'll enter the Royal Rumble. I don't know about next opponent, but I think that he will wrestle at some point soon on Raw. we got people asking, uh, is he weekly, full-time, or part-time? I would imagine he's full-time. Uh, full-time as in on TV. I don't think he's going to work house shows or live events, at least not, not that I expect or anything like that. Ke seven seven five says, "Have you heard if Fox requested him to appear on SmackDown, or do you think he's Raw exclusive for now?" Um, I had heard discussion of him possibly being a free agent. Jonathan Corona asking which brand he'll go to. Uh, TBD from a a guaranteed standpoint, but um, he was he was eager to work every week uh, for AEW. That was something that he was he was adamant to do. So I'd imagine he's going to be there. Pretty well every week and making good money doing it. Luis well, said he's
2: there to make money, not friends. You know.
1: Oh, well, we, we will talk about that. And Luis says, "Who do you think has more hate, HBK and ninety or Punk now? Uh Punk now because social media is a lot bigger." We had the tag team turmoil that the Creeds won. Now you had DIY beating Otis and Tazawa, who were put together for a team as a first as the first time. That made a lot of sense because it gave Tozawa... The ability to eat the pin, easy win for DIY. Then the crowd went utterly absent for Indu Share, which is what happens when you, you blame have them, them. No, you have them pop up once every however long, say, Oh, we're here to do something. And then they just go away. But Johnny Gargano pinning Veer, that's not something that probably would have happened under Vince McMahon. But under Triple H, they're like, Hell yeah, see if he can drag something half decent out of him. Uh, it wasn't great, uh, th- this part of it, but DIY getting two wins before dropping one to the Creeds, we'll talk about DIY first. I was happy to see them get wins, because that, that made a lot of sense. The other teams, I don't think necessarily needed them as much as DIY and the Creeds did.
2: For sure. So, okay. F- First of all, let's not let's not completely dismiss that Indus Cher, their hair looked fabulous. Like, let's be real. That was the big takeaway from indi Share coming back out. Um, but no, in all seriousness, though, I really did enjoy this tag team turmoil match. And I'll tell you why one the first thing was that it kind of made me excited about some of the options that we have for the tag teams you know seeing them all together in the span of a couple of minutes it reminds you of the options that we have but the big thing was when the Creed Brothers came out I was like yes the Creed Brothers they gotta win here and when they got the win over the New Day I was surprised I really wasn't sure that they were gonna actually have them uh, you know go all the way right so at this point I'm thinking like here we go it's gonna be Creed Brothers all the way but then when Imperium Came out my reaction was like Oh shit I actually don't know who I want to win because I love both of these teams. So this was the first time that I actually felt like I would have cared for either team to win. Of course I cared a little bit more for the Creed brothers because I think they're freaking awesome. And I love the freaking Brutus ball. I think it's just such an awesome finisher and a cool way to like really make your mark as a tag team with a cool finisher like that. So when they defeated Imperium, I thought, hell yeah, man. Like we know these dudes are like freak athletes. And here's the thing, like, creed brothers we know are a fabulous tag team right but we know that down the road they're going to be phenomenal as singles wrestlers so i really want to get into their run as tag team champions i want to see them get pushed to the moons i i want to see them become tag team champions like i don't want to wait forever let's just freaking go with it let's get this going i want to get the party started with the creed brothers
1: creeds beat diy new day and imperium this is big this is big uh, I think you should immediately have them come in, beat Judgment Day, uh, accelerate that dissension with Judgment Day. They are a unit. Judgment Day isn't right now, and I love that. Jay Miller says, good to see the Creeds getting a solid push. They're really shined in the match. Hope they beat Priest and Finn and split the tag belts soon. I don't care if they split the tag belts or not. I don't give a damn about that. Uh, I As long as the, the tag titles are on both shows, I'm okay with it. It's just we haven't seen that nearly as much. We haven't seen the tag titles on SmackDown nearly as much. Emily Duda says, thoughts on the new lawsuit that Vince WDB, against Vince and WWE that dropped today? I don't have a lot of information on that. I'll look into it. But it says, anything to read into Steph being around on Saturday? FightfulSelect.com reported that Stephanie McMahon was backstage at Survivor Series Saturday. This has not happened much, if at all, in the last 10 months since she stepped down. But Vince is out again, and all of a sudden, she's popping up. Which, I mean, Vince wasn't showing up at those shows. I think she was around Mania, but she's super well-liked in WWE. uh, And from what I understand, always welcome around, even if she's not working. But she was just hanging out, from what I I hear.
2: I really miss Stephanie. I really hope she does come back, if, if she feels like she wants to.
1: Sure. Gunther told Imperium to solve their issues with DIY. Uh, Miz wants a rematch. Gunther says, you know what? You proved that you at least belonged in the ring, but you're not quite my level. So too bad. So sad. No rematch. <laughs> I, I like this. He gave, he gave Miz the appropriate respect, advanced the Imperium storyline, advanced the DIY thing, and said, nope, sorry, new challenger.
2: You got it there, man. You said everything I wanted to say. Gunther is just continues to be relentless, giving zero Fs about the Miz whatsoever. And him basically telling them, yeah, you belong in the ring, just not with me. I mean, applause. Honestly, that's Mm -hmm. all I care about. Gunther's on another level right now and I'm loving it.
1: John C says, why did WWE have a commercial free hour if they weren't using it for CM Punk? I wish I had the answer to that because they probably thought that they could steal some Monday Night Football viewers there. But it was pretty puzzling, Denise. Like, I can't really... I don't have a great answer to that.
2: Why do you think I thought that he was opening the show? Like, I get it. Don't get me wrong. I fully understand that they had him close the show so that people wouldn't tune out from Monday Night Raw. I 1,000% understand that. But you announced commercial-free. We've been, been promoting. Obviously, we know CM Punk's going to come out. I just feel that if CM Punk's music hit, would have hit, like, the second Raw intro's finished... It would have felt like great stuff. You know what? I I think they should have had CM Punk open up the show.
1: Yeah, we do have a a couple more uh, Super Chats humper Chats about Punk. Do you know how he was received backstage tonight? I I did have one person that I mentioned to Denise before we went on the air that certainly disagreed with his promo. Um, Other than that, I haven't heard a lot yet. I'm sure I will tomorrow. Fightfulselect.com. Fahad says, when Sean tweeted, my stance has changed before Punk came out, it hit like crack. Yeah. (laughs) As of the day before, I think the day before I put a 25% likelihood on it, even though people swear up and down, I said it wasn't happening. Um, I said about 25%. Well, it got up to about 99% when I heard that. Now, honestly, when I heard he was there, I was like, you know, there's always the possibility he just showed up and is hanging out because... He's done that before, but uh, by God, he's back. Is Brock Gunther going to happen soon, mania? It should happen, and it should happen, Denise, I think, for the Intercontinental title. I think Brock Lesnar should challenge for the Intercontinental title something he's never held, and he should lose to Gunther. He should lose, Denise
2: from your mouth to God's ears. Uh, that is exactly Is that is that the same? That's the same, right?
1: We'll 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 go with that.
2: <laughs> All right. Dude, I'm sorry, but I need to see this. I think that right now Brock Lesnar is I mean, God, I don't even remember the last time we saw Brock. It's been like forever. Uh Brock Lesnar, Guther I mean, it was teased for a split second at the Rumble, and I thought they were going to go with it like immediately. So the fact that we've been waiting so long, I really hope it's happening at WrestleMania. And I agree with you. Brock Lesnar has to lose to Gunther uh, because if you have Gunther lose to Brock Lesnar, I feel like we're just going to undo everything that we did. And granted, you're this is, this is coming from a big Brock Lesnar fan. I love Brock. I love anytime he comes out. I always get excited. I'm the person that's marking out for him every time he comes out, whatever I need to see him lose to Gunther because Gunther right now is yeah. one of the best things that they have going on in WWE programming.
1: Mixtape says my kids recognize DIY and we're like, is this NXT? They fell off WWE years ago as fans, but watch AEW New Japan. This made them watch. Wow. That's the thing. Like you never know what you're, what somebody might connect with. SAS says if Sasha comes back, what would main event day one of Mania? Horsewoman title match or Seth versus Punk? As of now, I'm still going with Rhea and Becky. I want to see
2: all of that stuff. So I'm cool with anything. But Rhea and Becky is the one that I've been pushing for for the longest. But I would love to see Seth Punk too.
1: And we heard Punk say he wants to get everything he can out of this place. One of those things is a WrestleMania main event. How do you think he feels when he's told, No, we're going to go with Rhea and Becky because they were helping carry our show for a year
2: fudge can we do a third night let's just add it (laughs) that's a tough one man because listen
1: they've got the talent if they wanted to do six six matches across three nights they're not gonna but they could
2: (laughs) it's just hard because roman obviously has to be the main event for one for the second night punk can
1: main event night three of wrestlemania which is just raw
2: I'm sorry. I love Becky. I love Rhea. That's the match I'm going for. But CM Punk would have to be in the main event.
1: Jay Hudson says, Denise, you're such an inspiration to many women of color. Your success uh, isn't deserved. You've earned it. SRS, with Hunter being in control, how does this impact Mercedes? And is she under contract? Uh, I think it's it's a positive thing that Hunter's in control. And she's not under contract, to the best of my knowledge. I did ask somebody in AEW if they were still planning on working with her. I didn't get a, a response today. But
0: Uh,
2: Denise, a very nice super chat about you. I know. Thank you. I love that. Thank you so much for that. And then, sorry, Sean, that you got ghosted and haven't heard back yet.
1: (laughs) Uh, Well, I always got to (laughs) ask. Cody Rhodes came out. He entered the 2024 Royal Rumble. So he is looking to carve his path back to the main event of WrestleMania. I think right now he is the favorite to win it. Did CM Punk ever win a Royal Rumble? I don't believe so. No. So right now I would say without him even be being in it uh Punk has got to be a favorite as well but uh Cody in the Royal Rumble before we talk about what happened after Denise
2: All right so Cody Rhodes uh coming out and basically saying that he's going to be in the Rumble I think a lot of people it's a mixture right it's a mixture of people going yay awesome because that's going to lead to the match with roman reigns which a lot of people are waiting to finish the story cool but then i'm also seeing a lot of comments with people saying this is the same thing blah 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 it's the exact same thing we've been seeing before like literally someone sent that tweet to me with the blah 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 included into it i'm not making this Uh up (laughs) and so and so i am seeing people kind of going like well it's the same thing we already saw it and yeah it almost feels like we're we're uh, remaking the movie right of course it's gonna have to have an alternate ending hopefully but it does feel like we've seen this part already and i think that is the problem and you know with with wrestling especially with the royal rumble you want to have this like win where you're like oh my god i think people would still be very excited if cody won i'm not gonna say that they're not but what would the reaction, do you think it'd be a better reaction if CM Punk were to win the rumble over Cody Rhodes? Like uh, what would the reaction be?
1: I think we'll have to wait about a month and a half and see where the reactions are. And I would have it as a TBD. Cause there's always a path to get there. Cody could, you know, win the money in the bank briefcase off of Damien. There's a lot of ways you can do that, but um, I, there has been nothing to indicate to me that Cody should not have won WrestleMania this year. He should have won.
2: Yes, because now it just feels like we're just doing it all over again. Like we're redoing the homework because you got one question wrong. You didn't pass the test.
1: Yep. Well, the entire time Shinsuke Nakamura was talking about Cody Rhodes, Uh, not CM Punk, not anybody else. Uh, He showed up on the screen then spit mist in Cody's face. So that's Cody's program until the Royal Rumble, Denise.
2: I also did like that he mentioned CM Punk, by the way. We forgot to say that, that he did welcome CM Punk back into WWE. So I was happy that he mentioned him because that made me that because he said it. He said that part before the Royal Rumble part. So that kind of made me feel like those two things. He said it for a reason. I don't know. I'm hoping that that means that CM Punk's definitely in the rumble. That's just the way that he said it. Uh, But the Shinsuke Nakamura thing, I guess when he came out, it got a good reaction. I feel like this is one of the best reactions that the crowd uh, gave tonight on the show. And I guess it makes sense because Shinsuke Nakamura was saying that the person was privileged. I don't know. Is Cody privileged? I don't know. I
1: think think in his view, sure.
2: Yeah, in his view, right? In his view, he can see it as, oh, he came in, he got these bomb-ass matches, and I'm out over here doing this. It's just that I feel bad because in these Shinsuke Shinsuke Nakamura promos, I I feel like a lot of it went in and out in terms of, I forgot a lot of what he said and only certain parts stood out to me. And so that's literally like the only thing I remember was like, I'm coming for you and you're next and you're privileged. And that's like the only things I remember from the Shinsuke Nakamura promos, but it got a good reaction. The miss spot was great. Um, I guess it's fine.
1: Eloquent says, do you think punk works Saudi? I don't, I don't, uh, do I know if he's appearing on SmackDown this week? Not as of yet, it wouldn't surprise me. It would make a lot of sense. Do you feel as if Punk will try to make amends with the roster to try to get the talent that is apprehensive about him coming in? No, I think that he will largely just act as if nothing ever happened and then just assume clean slate. That's what I, I believe he will do. Right. But it's I not like he's
2: going to go up to every person and be like, hey, I'm sorry, are we cool? Do you like me? Are we on the same page? That'd yeah, be that,
1: ain't, that ain't him. Uh, we got... Uh, the tag team title match, Chelsea Green and Piper Niven defeated Tegan Knox and Natalia. This is all right. Crowd wasn't there for it. Crowd wasn't there for anything, hardly tonight, besides the promos. Uh Tegan and, and Natalia are not really an established team. They really need to establish some teams, but you know, at least it, it's something on this show with some stakes. I see why they did it. I just wish they would develop and and promote this tag team division in a more effective way. But We went from these two not defending the titles for three months to uh, they have defended it three times or or two or three times in in a month, I think. Yeah. This was quite a while.
2: This was probably the most dead that the crowd was the entire night. And I think at this point we were coming towards the tail end of the show and we still had the Dominic-Randy Orton match. So I think at this point people were looking at the clock and going, Hey dude, I'm here for CM Punk. We need to start speeding things along here. And unfortunately, sure. the women got the that that little portion of it for the show.
1: Speaking of, we had Nia Jax against Zoe Stark. I actually liked how they how they set it up with Zoe backstage. She's so much more comfortable in like backstage segments and stuff like that than just on the mic. It wasn't funny, but I still laughed because it was stupid and ridiculous. But Shayna said. Naya, why don't you shut your hole? And I laughed.
2: I didn't laugh the first time. I didn't laugh the second time. I guess I just don't laugh at the whole jokes. I (laughs) I laughed because it's been a long time. I know. I know.
1: I will say this. Naya Jax's work now is categorically better than it was the first go around. It is safer. It looks better. uh, It's produced better. She does the moves better. Uh, I'm not going to sit here and say like this work is great, but it is a vast improvement over the Nia Jax that we saw last go around.
2: I thought when Nia Jax came back that she was going to have go away heat for me. And Mm. I will tell you, I don't feel that way. When she comes out, I'm just like, all right, cool. That's it. Yeah. But I really do hope that this is for a good purpose because I hated seeing Raquel have to take an out to Nia Jax the way that she did. I hated seeing Zoe take an out to Nia Jax the way that she did. So I really hope that uh, Nia being so dominating, uh, especially for the last couple of weeks, I really hope it's for a exciting reason.
1: Uh K E seven seven five says with Naya picking up wins, do you think she's next for Rhea? Or was it the Becky match they teased a couple weeks ago? I would imagine they wouldn't just tease the Becky thing for no reason. And there is such a just a story right there with Becky and Naya. And then we get somebody saying, I must have missed something. Naya looked the exact same. Uh I'll tell you what you missed. People getting concussions, getting hurt, ribs broken, uh kicked in the head, stuff like that. That's what you've missed. So <laughs> yeah. Uh, But uh, we've also got Alex Diaz saying, with WWE getting Jade and Kyrie on their roster, plus maybe Sasha and Julia, Tiffany and Roxanne from NXT, they could revolutionize women's wrestling. They already had revolutionized it for a while, but from an in-ring perspective, yes, they they certainly could.
2: They just need to liven up the storylines because the in-ring work is there. A lot of the women provide that in-ring work. They just need to add more uh, sizzle and spice to the storylines.
1: We've got Will Chisholm saying, uh, it's crazy how last week, Bailey teasing Mercedes. Now this news, you're more in touch with this stuff. Do you think there's smoke or where there's smoke, there's fire? I haven't heard anything to indicate that she is yet. Although I you know, trust that very good. Um, but like, I'm still working on trying to find that out myself. Um, but it wouldn't surprise me. But I, I think last I had heard, there were some plans for her to do some AEW stuff. We'll see if that's still happening. Will Chisholm says, Shinsuke Nakamura name dropped his old New Japan faction. Got people saying that's an Okada tease. Fans, please stop it. I mean, honestly, that him saying he was going to bring the chaos to Cody, I mean, that is more of a, I think, a hint than anything that people thought was a hint to Punk or anything like that from from Nakamura. Because Nakamura didn't know either, guys. Uh, But we got uh, bronze and big meat saying, I second that Denise is great. Appreciate her hustle. Grateful for the work she puts in Sean and De- Denise, you're like the PB and J. You're a great combination. Denise, are crunchy, you the jelly or, sp-
2: or the peanut butter?
1: Or we're about to find out crunchy or smooth peanut butter. Crunchy. Uh, that's. We, we finally agree. We finally what? agree.
2: Okay. What's your favorite flavor? of Jelly. Grape. Ooh, strawberry.
1: I do grape natural. Uh, yeah, I, I, organic as best i can but it's it's very good a good high quality jelly
2: actually i do like grape too it that took me a right second to remember it. that i like grape because i hate grape wheat everything bread.
1: else wheat bread
2: 12 grains that's the one i get there you go what's up we finally have something in common sean
1: look at that i look can't at that.
2: believe it breaking breaking news
1: <laughs> this is huge this is this is <laughs> enormous
2: hey remember when i got you a toaster for christmas <laughs>
1: <laughs> I remember you got me two toasters. You've gotten Wait, me two. You've gotten no. me two toasting items in the past.
2: You no, got me a was,
1: waffle maker.
2: That's not toast and, though. Uh, whatever. It's a uh, different mix, heating item. Kitchenware.
1: Mixtape 121 film says same mania plans then now and forever. I think they'll switch it up. I think they'll switch it up. Bronson and Ivar ends in a out. This was a bit slower than a lot of their other matches. But I just what, go ahead.
2: Ten, ten, no notes, loved it.
1: Yeah, that's that's what I was that's what I was saying. By the way, guys, we're not gonna read derogatory uh, super chats about other writers or anything like that. So don't bother sending them you're wasting your money. But this was a little slower pace than what their other matches were. But I liked it, Denise, because even though it went to the double countout, they did the thing that I've been begging them to do forever. It's the stone cold Savio Vega finish from like 1996 where they had a match. And then afterwards they just wanted to keep fighting and they just kept fighting. I love that. I want to see more of that. And I hope they fight all the time everywhere.
2: All right. The clotheslines from the very beginning, both of them trying to bring each other down great stuff that fed into the meaty men slapping meat thing uh phenomenal and then eventually Bronson Reed at the very beginning of this match just does like the pounce and just takes Ivar down it was great that Ivar does that crossbody that he does on the outside awesome my other favorite part in this match was the uh Bronson Reed was getting him with like all these speedy chops and then Ivar returned the favor and got him with these speedy elbows so I really love that um When they went to the outside, the parts with the security guard were the very best because Ivar like accidentally clotheslined a security guard, took his lights out. It was was, the timing was phenomenal on that. But then I love that Bronson returned the favor and instead grabbed the security and like literally tossed him and like his head just runs right into Ivar. So it looked pretty sick. It was like he shot a human missile. And then uh, Ivar's spot off of the barricade. This was awesome. This this, this is the things that I think I have been waiting for. Uh, and it's something that I think the programming on Raw was missing was these big two uh, guys that both honestly are in need of a push. I know Ivar's been there a little bit longer. Bronson Reed went and did his own thing, came back. But these are two guys that can be a lot more on the roster. In particular, I, I'm more favorable towards Bronson Reed because I know what he did, like, In NXT, what he also did is Jonah and all of these other promotions. I'm a little bit more uh, wanting to really see him get into that main event picture. And this is the feud. Like This is the feud that I think can propel him to that. And also really keep Ivar just keep him looking freaking great, man. I think this is a win-win for both guys.
1: Crowd was into it afterwards as well. I'm all for this. Big meaty man slapping meat. Uh, Matthew England says, was it the, the show live? Definitely agree. The crowd was awaiting Punk most of the night. A lot of the matches did not have much heat. That is very unfortunate. I hate hearing that. Uh, Tuesday says, Sean and Denise, with all this heat going on with Punk, can we have the 24-7 chant belt back? And have R-Truth do his thing to make us laugh, please. Uh, one day, I almost guarantee that R-Truth will just find the title belt in the trash can where... What
2: Mickey if he left. goes to a, dumpter, a dumpster site? He goes through all these piles of garbage and finds it and polishes it.
1: Probably will. Probably will. That'd be kind uh, of In In S- Simmons says this raw felt a bit dry as it was. The crowd uh, could see Sasha working in AW Japan because the injury setting her back, improving the haters wrong. Also, is Ricochet still injured? He's still sidelined as best I know. Uh, and yeah, Mercedes seemed like she had points to prove, but she is also. Uh, not liked it when people seem to assume why she left, like when people just, you know, speak for her, so so to say. So, you know what? I'm sure one day she'll, she'll open up about it. Nicholas says, can you see tension with Punk getting the Mania main event instead of what seemed like Becky with her contract coming up soon? Yes, I could certainly see that. I could see Becky being like, I worked my ass off for that main event. I put people over for that mirror worked hard to put people over for that main event. I did a lot of things to set up that main event and you best believe she'll, she'll stand her ground if she feels like she deserves it because, Hey,
2: but look what happened this past WrestleMania, Mm -hmm. Sean, with Charlotte and Rhea Ripley. They were some that, you know, arguably could have been a main event and they went out there and they had the match of a lifetime Mm -hmm. chip on your shoulder.
1: Yeah. Uh, Jay Hudson says, which signing is more impactful? Will Ospreay or CM Punk? Where does Mercedes sign? Both of you can respond. Thanks for unblocking me, SRS. <laughs> You're welcome. I right, Listen, anybody who wants unblocked, message the Fightful account. Kyler will let me know. And that's it. And, and I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll type your little oh. name into the Twitter bar. I'll type my name in and I'll see what you did to get blocked. And there's a chance that... Uh, I'll unblock you and there's a chance that I won't. But uh, Denise, I think it's CM Punk is the bigger signing, even though Will Osprey. I think long-term will probably be the bigger signing uh, because I think he is an immediate main event level talent. How do you feel?
2: First of all, I think it's a lot easier to renew your driver's license at the DMV than to get unblocked by the Sean Ross app system. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anyways, um, so here's the thing. And my flat-out answer is CM Punk. CM Punk is, okay. is the bigger signing, flat-out, okay? And we know why. I don't have to give you the reasons why. But I don't want that to take away from Will Ospreay signing with AEW because Will Ospreay, he is not – Will Ospreay's do not grow on trees. He is a special once-in-a-lifetime generational talent i know we've heard that for quite a few people but only a couple people really truly are that and that is will osprey and aew is the perfect place for will osprey in terms of the kind of matches that he can have and just like the kind of career that he could make for himself of course he could you know move on to other things move on to wb later in life whatever he decides whatever but this is like this this feels like his a pl- perfect place for him
1: I completely agree. We got uh, Rockhard Joel Wood saying, "Do you think it'll be a failure for AEW if WWE swooped in and brought back Mercedes while they were expecting her to come in?" Yes, I do. I mean that that would be a huge, huge loss for AEW if they thought that she was coming in. Uh, Cody Bondra says, "We had what culture pro wrestling? What culture pro wrestling wins Fightful's promotion? Hopefully, never." Hopefully never. I'm already nervous enough doing this goddamn match on Saturday, uh, oh which by God. the way, yeah, which by the way, we've raised over $4,000 for NAMI, the National Alliance on Mental Illness. Uh, you can donate at NAMI.org. If you are making a donation or a pledge in relation to me doing this match, please let me know. But I am so proud to be able to do that. And uh, yeah, hope I see some of you there on, uh, on Saturday.
2: Wait, how available. can we watch the, your match if we're not there?
1: You know what? That's a good question. I'll let you Come know. Come on,
2: Sean. You got to promote this. Where's your promoter listen, skills?
1: Listen, I, I didn't got to promote anything. They don't get any preferential treatment. I'm just saying,
2: me. dang. Listen,
1: I'm not getting <laughs> paid for this. Where,
2: I want to know where I can watch.
1: Uh, well, I can tell you where you can watch. Uh, BLPSlamilton.com is a great okay. way to watch, but it will Perfect. be streaming live. Okay. Um, I'm sure it'll be. I don't want to say the wrong streaming service. It's, uh, yeah, the Black Label Pros on Fight. There you go
2: okay cool so i'll make sure to go there
1: who has the better press conference refreshments how about neither of them we don't get water we don't get food no wwe has better catering because they actually cater (laughs) do Um, you remember how
2: depressed i was in london
1: (laughs) yes i I
2: was just looking i was like nope i cannot eat this no and then what did you find you found candy i think and i just oh my god it was like the best thing ever like when I saw I think it was a Snickers bar. It changed my life. I was like, oh my God, God bless.
1: <laughs> Charles Michael Sinclair says, have you heard what Tony Khan really feels? Well, let me tell you, I talked to Tony Khan the night that CM Punk came back and his main concern was losing Katsuyori Shibata for an extended period of time. That's what he cared about. He didn't say anything about anything else.
2: I thought you were about to drop some big ass juicy scoop right now, Sean. Uh-huh.
1: Listen, we we drop all kinds of big juicy asses here at Fightful. Uh, Muhammad Ali says, Cody Punk, final two, three-way at Mania. Cody, Reigns, Punk. I don't hate that idea at all. I don't hate that idea at all. But listen, you know what's going to happen? Roman's not going to take the pin there. Mm Mm-mm. Wow. Sean and Denise, from a media standpoint, do you feel Punk's return to WWE has had more buzz, less buzz, or about the same buzz as his AEW return? It I, I feels... Would, go ahead.
2: God, I, it, right now it's going to feel like the WWE one, but yeah. you got to put yourself in that place where we were at when he came back for to AEW, and the buzz for that was extraordinary. I remember... God, do you remember everybody arguing about the needle mover thing? Yep. And the ratings and the numbers and everything. So like put yourself back in that place. I feel like, oh God, I can't even decide which one. I can't decide.
1: Uh, yeah, I, I would say the first one because I saw the the huge shift that it had on business for Fightful. And this was significant too. I, I can't underscore that enough. Like, What
2: about from this- the media standpoint that he asked?
1: What do you mean like from a media standpoint so oh, He means like sna-
2: coverage, boy. like more like coverage, I guess.
1: Mm, I'm still going with AEW because AEW was seen as a, as a competitor at that point to, as a viable competitor that was going to be even more so because of, of punk's involvement. Man, this'll be a, a bit of a longer show tonight, obviously, because we still got plenty of stuff to talk about. Uh, Daniel says, signed up for Fightful Select today. Thank you so much. Says, unreal content. How can anyone not be a member? Well, thank you. It's $5 a month, $54 a year. Says, if Cody wins the Rumble, any chance he gets Roman heat, people sometimes hate the same babyface winning. That's always a possibility, especially considering tonight with the promo we're about to talk about, Seth Rollins. He's been so over as a babyface, and he got CM Punk chance in Nashville. It's always possible. But people have been saying that about Cody for almost two years now since he joined WWE that he was going to get booed. And it just hasn't happened. Do you think it will if he wins the Rumble?
2: No. And it. I don't think he'll get booed because a lot of us know or rather expect for this to be, to be the direction that it's headed. I don't think he'll get booed. Oh, it would really suck. Can you imagine that? That would really suck. Yeah. I would feel bad.
1: Seth Rollins cut a promo. He's interrupted by Drew, who said, you know what? You said that I only had myself to blame if I lost at Crown Jewel, and that's true, and you said it'd be the best thing that ever happened to me. That's also true. I won a title shot. And Seth yeah. said, you know what? I think some other people deserve it. So next week, I'm defending it against Jey Uso, who is the person that Drew McIntyre hates the most. And listen, I, I wouldn't say that Drew's reaction attacking a man is completely understood, but he attacked him and then said, You knew I beat him two weeks ago. And he's right. He's right. Why does Jay Uso deserve that title match over Drew? Jay Uso. Let me let me run you back through Jay Uso's last singles matches. He lost to Drew McIntyre. He lost to Damian Priest. He lost to Drew McIntyre. He lost a world title match to Roman Reigns. Jay Uso doesn't have a one-on-one singles win since August 4th. So what's happening in character, in kayfabe, is Seth Rollins is only giving Jay Uso this title shot because Jay Uso helped him with war games. And that's it.
2: I mean, it's not terrible for him for that reason, I guess. But you do make a great point by him not winning anything. So I can't really argue that too much. However, it's pro wrestling. I could see Drew McIntyre just attacking a man out of nowhere. But also, this was hilarious to me. This entire thing was hilarious to me because this reminded me of like Drew McIntyre was the ex and like Seth Rollins is like, I moved on, bro. I'm giving somebody else a shot. And that's Drew McIntyre's reaction was, how dare it not be me? I'm the one. <laughs> that's what that reminded me of. But I mean, I love this. And more in particular, you know, speaking with the Drew McIntyre storyline, uh, the Sami Zayn portion of this, him talking and trying to talk some sense into him. Uh, I think the way that they've been presenting Drew McIntyre and all of this has been sort of complicated because I agree with a lot of reasons why he's angry. Uh, So it's kind of hard to say. And you just justified it right now, too. Because Jay hasn't won all these matches. He literally just helped him out. And that's how he's getting the match.
1: Uh, We've got a bunch of super chats about this. G Alexander says, seeing that Seth is going to feud with Drew, possibly happening at the Rumble. Who do you think will be Punk's first feud? Any thoughts on that? Like, I could see a member of Judgment Day, honestly.
2: Oh, God. It feels like... I know, like right now with the CM Punk chance to Seth Rollins and the whole Seth Rollins, uh, social media bit that went out with him, his reaction at War Games, it feels like it's gonna be Seth Rollins. But then it's like that's gonna obviously be if it happens till WrestleMania. But then it feels like oh, they start now would it be too long from now? Maybe. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know because right now it just really feels like Seth Rollins is the only one that's hinted at that being the thing that, is, that we're going to see CM Punk in. It's, it's almost of like, I hate to say this, but like, who's worthy, who's worthy of the first feud with CM Punk right now.
1: Apex caliber says, why do they pretend drew isn't justified against Jay? Yeah. That's the puzzling thing to me. And I think within Drew's character, That's puzzling to him, too. He's like, well, why the hell do they act like I don't have a reason? Will Chisholm says, with Seth saying that uh, what he said about Punk and his promo, we have to be getting them at Mania, right? Yeah, I think that's the direction. And he said, I'm not going to give any more breath to that hypocrite. Now, we are about to uh, to, uh, circle back to that because DDM says, I love the story building with Drew McIntyre. Hope he renews. Rumble in January is going to be nuts, men and women's side. I agree with that. I completely agree. Rumble's going to be great. Lots of potential winners. Leo saying, Seth calls Punk a hypocrite and Punk says he's home. You can see what's cooking here. Also, a Paul Heyman shout-out. I wonder what Roman thinks. Roman, I know as of at least a few months ago, was not fond of CM Punk. Uh, now, a lot of the criticism about Punk. Mike Jeweler says, now that F-boy Phil is back, can we get my uh bro mart back i i, I don't know what you're, you're saying here mike he says my my stoner bro my, i think you mean matt riddle i don't think he's coming back he ain't coming back at all he says shout out to the boy jelly roll doing big things working on a project with him hi srs what's up let's get icy oh we will be soon but he also sent a big super chat and said punk is an effing sellout all the bs he said in aew was alive I was happy when he came back after seven years. Most definitely not happy after coming back to the place he trashed over and over again until he got fired. He also says, don't care what the others say. He's a sellout. He's trash now, in my opinion. Hope he finally goes back to UFC and gets another ass whooping. He is very, very serious, very emotional about this. And listen, people that criticize CM Punk have very good points. He has criticized their, their concussion protocol. He has criticized their doctor. He has criticized their Saudi agreement. He has criticized WrestleMania. He has criticized people there. He has criticized a lot of stuff that WWE does. He he said that it took his love of wrestling away from him. Granted, some of this can be rectified under different regime. How are you looking at that criticism of CM Punk? Because a lot of people... Probably rightfully so, are calling him a hypocrite because he didn't seem like he wanted to go back uh, two years ago.
2: So, the way that I'm seeing this, and that's why I mentioned earlier that it still takes a second for me to adjust to seeing CM Punk on the screen because of everything that had been said in the past. You know, a God. And we were talking about these long AEW media scrums. I've sat through at least six CM Punk media scrums where I recall him talking a lot about his past in WWE and falling out of love for pro wrestling. I mean, uh, God, you remember it all. And so for that reason, it is, you know, still something that it's hard to sort of get used to seeing CM Punk back now without getting into still yet what happened towards the end, I feel like this kind of ties into what Triple H said at the press conference. He had said that people change in 10 years. That's something we can kind of allude to with that. And then the other thing, and the big one, is Vince McMahon.
1: Yes. Now, (laughs) I think CM Punk is very smart creatively. Punk can come back as a baby face, but there are going to be some people. There's going to be a natural split with the audience. What if Punk became like the corporate Punk?
2: The I feel like we're, feel like based off what we saw today, I wouldn't think that you're wrong on that.
1: There you go. Which is not that, the that direction
2: that now. I was expecting for Punk coming when he came back.
1: We're about to talk a lot more about this promo. Yes, boy says, sorry if answered, is Jungle Boy still suspended? I don't believe so. Uh, Denise and SRS, this is from Jay Hudson. Uh, where do you think Mercedes signed? And do you think that, uh, who do you think is her WrestleMania opponent? How would you grade Hunter right now? I would grade Hunter a solid B plus on his booking. Um, if Mercedes signs with AEW or WWE, I think that honestly they could, Bring her back immediately and she could face Bayley or a horsewoman four-way. If you do a horsewoman four-way, you got to go main event at some That's That's a WrestleMania main event. WWE just only started to lean a little bit more into not doing part-timers as main events of WrestleMania. I think that's one you gotta do eventually. But what do you think, Denise?
2: I was hoping that Mercedes would go through go to AW for the reason that I think she could change the direction of the women's division. I think she mm-hmm. could be like this saving grace for the AEW women's division because I think that I think that with a star like Mercedes, it would kind of force Tony to maybe just push a little harder with the women and maybe more, make it more of a better division. And so for that reason, that's why I wanted to see Mercedes there because I really do think she could be a game changer. But now um, I don't know. I, I do think that she, there's a better chance that we might see her in WWE.
1: Becky Lynch promo as well. What did you think about that? Um,
2: well, it's fine.
1: Yeah she she's good at this shit she's i mean she's she'll set up whatever program is next and she'll she'll do it great
2: she looked like a warrior too coming out with like the busted eyebrow and the big chipotle here i mean yeah she looked like a warrior
1: sheldon jackson says i like shinsuke's promo where he did the play on words acknowledging his new japan past and brought up chaos the faction he led in new japan to me it was a wink wink nudge nudge i agree sheldon like I said, I thought this was more of an on-the-nose reference than anything that people pretended was about CM Punk. He had a group called Chaos. I would love to see him lead a group in, uh, in the U.S. I, w- I would love to see that. I think that would work really well. Muhammad says, uh, R.R. or Roman Reigns not taking the pin makes sense because the story is that Solo will be the one to pin him. Well, I mean, Jay's already pinned him. So, I mean, not not necessarily. Uh, if he drops the title without getting pinned, I think that's kind of cheap. But uh, it says, Cody Belt, Punk Mania main event. Roman Reigns loses the belt. Perfect. I mean, I think you can still do that without Punk winning the title. Cody wins the title. And you pin Roman. I think that you know going through all the finishers there and doing all that would would work really, really well. So... Let's talk about the promo. And we have a ton of super chats about it with about nine minutes left in the show and no overrun. CM Punk came out to the uh, new version of cult of personality remastered version, which from what I understand likely gives cult, uh, living color a little bit more money, which is, is cool as opposed to the old version. But he cuts a promo and he says, I've changed now. Since when? <laughs> That's what I want to know. Since when? since August,
0: I don't have since, an answer for you.
1: since cause... since last September.
2: Sean, since... everyone was thinking exactly what you're saying right now. Listen, I love the, I love
1: him as a performer. Sincerely. Maybe my favorite performer ever, but since when? Since 20, listen, I don't think he was wrong in so many of the things that he said in 2014. He cast a lot of light on things that needed to be highlighted. It was dysfunctional in WWE. Was it dysfunctional in AEW? I'm sure, I'm sure there's plenty of dysfunction there, I, I hear about frustrations and criticisms all the time. We report about them all the time. We talk about them on our shows all the time. But I want to know since when. Because, <laughs> I mean, I, I've I've been open about my conversations with him. I've had some very nice interactions with CM Punk. Um, I, I can tell you I've had nothing but positive interactions with Punk since his termination. So it, since then, okay,
2: sure. I was kind of seeing this because I know when he said, I've changed, I think, like like I said, everybody was thinking what you were thinking. Wait, what? Especially if you've been following all of his news stories very closely, right? But I took it as maybe he meant that like he's changed since the last time he was in WWE. Maybe he's not talking about like the last couple of months and what happened with AEW. Plus, you also got to understand like from his perspective, I assume – that he might feel that he was completely and 100% right with everything that went with, with the AEW. So like in his eyes, he could have still changed from the last time that he was in WWE. I think that it's more so from like our perspective and his perspective is just two different things. And so that's the way that I was kind of taking that line, but the I've changed was, was <laughs> it was kind of funny because yeah.
1: Yeah, um, we're going to get into this pretty heavily. He said that everybody in the back was so excited to see them. They were so happy. Some people even kissed him on the mouth, except for some people that are afraid of him raising the bar. He also said that AJ is fabulous. She sends her regards that got a great pop. That was good to hear. I love that.
2: Do you think pause for a second? Do you think the part that he mentioned the locker room and everybody loving them back there was somewhat of not a shot, but like an indirect sort of you know uh, tie into people not liking him backstage in aew and especially with what people have said about him not being liked from the locker room
1: i think it was tongue-in-cheek because not everybody was happy to see him uh i know that for sure but um he also said i wish i didn't have to leave but a wise man once told me i'd have to leave to get everything i wanted i'm back to get everything i want out of this place I thought that and the last line, I'm here to make money, not friends, were the most genuine that I heard because there wasn't anything wrong with him saying either one of those. You don't have to make friends, but you also don't have to make enemies. And, you know, there, there are a lot of finger pointings at who's responsible for what in AEW. Here's the reality of the situation. Whether you are, some weirdo punk fan, weirdo elite fan, weirdo AEW fan, weirdo WWE fan, or weirdo hater of all parties involved. Everything should have been handled better in that situation from start to finish. Everything should have been handled better, and hopefully AEW learns from it. Because what I can tell you is, if that happens here, that that's it. That's it. And I am okay with CM Punk being like, I'm changed. I will grow, et cetera. For some people, you can read into what they say. And you know, there's people that won't say my bad or I'm sorry. Yeah. But you see, you understand that they recognize, you know, maybe, maybe that one wasn't, maybe I could have done better there. That's what I saw some of this as, and, and, you know, maybe it's me speaking for him and I don't want to do that, but. He said, I'm home. And I was like, man, this is very similar to the, the, it was, it felt like a sanitized version of his AEW return promo.
2: I I get what you're saying in terms of some of the similarities, but God, I just personally feel that his first promo, when he came back, I, I, it felt so exciting. It felt so like lively and even his promo in Collision, like remember when he came back and he cut that promo in Collision. God, that promo was freaking exciting. Granted, that one was, was. very will, different and it had a lot of shots and things and uh, a, a lot to read into, but it was exciting. And I think this one was more of so like, okay, what's next? What are you going to say now? That was kind of my reaction after every sentence. Okay, what's next? What now?
1: And I think he was absolutely right in saying that he had to leave to, to get what he wanted and make change as well. He had to. And that's the same thing Cody did. So I think he was completely right there. 100% right in that sense.
2: So many a, co, co, so many things that correlated to a lot of Cody's story there. I, I did like that.
1: A lot of people felt very disappointed by the promo. Punks are punks as good show, but it was disappointing. Uh, Apex caliber says his closing words to the camera were gold, which is I'm here to make uh, money, not friends. And uh, Crazy 101 says, damn, MJF called it. This is now PG Punk. Uh, G Breezy says, this isn't CM Punk, it's PG Punk. And CM Melagrito brings up the Crimea River sign in the Punk shot. It is kind of wild that Punk returned to TV before Jack Perry did.
2: Well, CM Punk's a big draw.
1: I mean, yeah. Uh, We'll see how that goes. Uh, Black Phoenix says, did that MF just say I'm home? I think my eyes got stuck with how hard I rolled them through the whole promo. Apex says, what if Punk is pretending AEW didn't happen and copying his first dance promo is the point? Heal delusional Punk incoming. Listen, man, when Punk plays a character, ooh boy, is it really good. It's really, really good.
2: Let me ask you, Sean, were you expecting any like big shots at AEW? No because of the NDA. Cuz even Tony yes. Khan was basically, he just did an interview today and said I cannot legally talk about CM Punk. Clearly that has yeah. to go both ways.
1: Yeah, and there's no way that you can prevent everything because I mean you can't restrict him from using the entire le- English language, right? Like Right. There are some definite references that that are able to be made, but I know people were talking about like him dropping the title in the trash and all that and I'm like okay.
2: I was expecting for more. I wasn't expecting him to flat out say something like horribly awful about Tony or the Bucks or something like that. But I was expecting a little bit of maybe some of like, oh, a nod to where he was and whatever. Right. Like where he was at previously. I was maybe expecting like maybe one or two lines.
1: (laughs) Do uh, you know if some talent understand why Triple H brought Punk back? Oh, they all understand why. It's just a lot. I don't want to say a lot of them. Some of them don't, don't agree with it. Um, do we feel like the return to, oh no, we read that one. Jonathan Corona says, one thing that bothers me, everybody blaming SRS that Punk wasn't going to show up. Uh, higher ups didn't know. Yeah. I mean, Triple H confirmed our, our timeline of, of report. And, and I'm appreciative that that happened because there are a lot of media illiterate people that. Quite frankly, weren't going to subscribe to Select anyway, so I don't give a damn.
2: Well, that's the thing, though, Sean, is that some people don't know that 2 plus 2 equals 4. If you're saying this and Triple H is saying yeah. this, people are there's going to be some people that don't put those things together.
1: I can only explain it. I can't make them understand it. That's the best I can say. Joel Wood says, Any word on the talent that was going to talk to the higher-ups on Punk? Not against him coming back, as long as it doesn't alienate the locker room. Um, I'm going to work to find out some of those conversations. I would, you know, I'm, what I'm not trying to do is ask talent, like one or two of them who actually talked to Triple H and then post their whole story this week and then have them, you know, get called into the office and scolded over it. So
2: you talking to Sean Ross, Sap, the dirt sheep boy.
1: Well, well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you a funny story that I believe I've told Denise before. There was somebody who was on this show uh, a a few years ago who uh, a WWE PR person and an executive called into the office and they said, did you give Sean Ross Sapp this quote? And that person looked at them and said, yeah, I'm friends with him. And then there's this awkward silence and that person goes, how did you think this conversation was going to go? Can I leave? And I never got hassled for who I talked to since then and Denise knows who it was and they know it's somebody that it was enough of a situation to where they're like, well, we just got to deal with this guy now. So thanks to them. But mixtape says WBD and uh license rights are crazy. The remastered version of cult of personality dropping on Spotify the day of isn't a coincidence. Uh, yeah, it isn't a coincidence. I mean, they, I'm sure they, they had that, they had to have that cleared before the day of.
2: Spotify uh, past- out here breaking scoops. I'm going to start paying yeah. more close attention no. to Spotify.
1: Ice Ice cubes kid. Uh, his son, O'Shea Jackson Jr. just outright blurted it out. And he's like, this is going to be a big day. And then somebody was on his ass about it. And he's like, Phil is my source. What? <laughs> like, yes. Yes. Pretty oh. wild. Bizarro Big L said, Sean, I'm living in a post-Canada world. It's a good time. Wish we played against Burrow. Oh, Steelers fan. But it was north football understand mike's feelings uh, a lot of people the cm punk was a revolution call it's okay to feel or uh, think that he sold out it's also okay to support him he isn't the same that it's completely okay to feel any way about this and the fact that most people do feel a way is very Here's helpful. my
2: question though what do you like what do people that are anti cm punk going to wwe like what do you want for him to like not get a job for him just to be at home and do nothing yeah. Like, come yeah. on. That's my question. Like, what do you want? Do you think that's it? Like, this person can never get another opportunity, like, ever?
1: A lot of people hope that. Amir says, Punk looked dead in his eyes. <laughs> and Mr. Showtime says, Punk feels neutered already. I hope the nice guy act as a setup for a heel turn. Love my hometown boy, but that promo is painful to watch. They are short on the very tip-top heel side,
2: Denise. There's Roman. So here's something that I think was a little bit of a disconnection here. Because if you recall, Sean, throughout the night when they were promoting CM Punk, Michael Cole numerous times was saying what a controversial person. CM Punk was and they were promoting him as this polarizing controversial person. And then he comes down and has like the most PG ever uh promo. I feel like there was a huge, I don't know if that was done on purpose or if that was just a huge disconnection in terms of you're promoting someone as being polarizing and controversial, yet we got nothing polarizing or controversial in the promo. And it was the same thing with, with Triple H said in the media scrum. He said that, you know, CM Punk is a guy that gets people talking and that's that. But yeah, I thought that it was weird. It's like you promote the guys polarizing and controversial, and we didn't get any of that.
1: Yeah, Dante says safe promo from Punk. The only thing I believed was the money line feels like losing face to secure the bag. He made a lot of money over the last two years as well. <laughs> a lot <laughs> of money. Cody says Punk was like chef in his final South Park episode. Oh, when they wrote him off and they just used his rehashed audio. Man, uh, LOL at Zero News saying he knew about the Punk signing. There's one thing I know for sure. It's that that motherfucker didn't know about Punk signing, especially in October when he claimed, because CM Punk didn't know about his own signing until very shortly before. They didn't have a conversation. Two weeks before.
2: Sean, I remember yeah. you telling me when the whole, when the whole, when you found out about Triple H and CM Punk having a conversation, yeah. you told me it was when it was after one of our raw post shows. And you said, Denise, remember that. And I said, okay. And <laughs> then last like last week. Yeah, last it was last raw. week. And then <laughs> yeah, after last week's raw, you told me, oh, they had a conversation. Remember that? Blah, blah, blah. And that was the end of that. And I thought yep. when you told me that, I thought, oh, okay. But I wasn't, ex- I thought if anything was going to be mended between them, that it would happen somewhere down the line. I wasn't expecting this Survivor Series for it to happen. I thought that, I don't know, the more time would go by. But sure.
1: yeah. Me too. I, and you know what? Punk had even told that to his close friends. I don't think that he thought it would come together that quick. Um, Dalvin says, do you think Punk was sincere? And his promo kind of changes my perspective of him a little. I think he was sincere in the moment. I think that's how he felt after the last couple of days. Eloquent said he didn't believe anything Punk said in his promo. Not sure that he did either. (laughs) Kim says, was it me or was the segment rushed? It felt rushed. But hunch, just a hunch, not a report. Okay, you've had a guy who's had problems elsewhere, some, some perceived attitude issues elsewhere. How does he feel when his segment's cut short? Let's see how he responds. Don't think that's the case, but how did he respond?
2: But it's, it was a little annoying because that's what we waited for the entire show. Like the entire show. I was sitting here going, I'm ready to see CM Punk now. Like, let's go. And then we only get a couple minutes. Like
1: I want to address something. L Milkman says some real, you're a quieter bought your house people here that he referenced. Not in our super chats. There, there ain't buddy. This guy said a lot of stuff that he directly opposed in the same type of promo he did in AEW. Do you know if Punk or Triple H reached out to each other first? I don't, and I'm going to find that out. That's something that I'm looking to get information on, but I had, I had been told uh, not this past Sunday, but the one before they had an hour-long conversation. Punk did mention her tonight. Any word on a possible AJ Lee return? Maybe the Rumble. Love, Fightful. We'll keep up the work, guys. Uh, there were, you know, WoW was hoping they'd drag her out. Uh AEW, there were some women in AEW that were hoping that they could get her out of it, but she has seemed content in retirement. But you know what? Hall of Fame induction, uh, Royal Rumble appearance, WrestleMania match could be big.
2: How long is she locked into WoW for? Do you know? She's done. She's oh, done. she's done, done. Mm-hmm. Oh, great. Never mind. Mm-hmm. Phenomenal.
1: Did either of you get similar vibe from punk as the NWO? WWE debut promo. Maybe maybe glimpses of it just because of how surreal it was to see it.
2: I've changed. I'm home.
1: <laughs> Nick DeVito sends a monster super chat. Big thank you, Nick. Says, I've already seen mixed reviews on Punk's promo. I thought it was fine. Felt like they couldn't get all the cards on the table in one night since he signed on Saturday. Is it possible they're still working on a creative direction? Yes. Probably figuring out who the hell is okay working with him what punk is comfortable with because I was told he was made to feel pretty comfortable in the phone conversation, but also they had to they had to find the 10 minutes on raw for this because the show was largely uh, planned out already.
2: Dude. I don't care if I was, if I was a talent that hated CM punk, I would be like still clamoring to work with them because dude, sure. if I want to elevate my freaking career and get attention and get some buzz, I'm going with that guy who's getting buzz. Like I don't care if we don't like each other. Let's make some money, dude, because I want my career to go up and you could be that guy to help my career go up.
1: Look at Santana and Ortiz. They don't like each other, they work together. They capitalized off of it. You capitalized off of it. That's what Rollins is likely doing. Yeah. That's what he's doing. And uh, I don't blame and, him. He should. Yeah. And I thought the promo was okay. It wasn't anything crazy. There's just
2: no sparks. I've, Like I said, I've sat here and I've listened to him debut on AEW. Phenomenal. I sat here and listened to him on Collision. Phenomenal. This one was like, oh, yeah, he's in WWE. Let's see what he says next. It, it was not like, but I was, I think I was just so happy to see CM Punk there that I was like, eh, whatever.
1: Uh, guys, get in your Super Chats. Get in your Humber Chats. We still have plenty to go because you guys want to talk about this. Nob slob says that punk promo was so weird and seemed off it kind of feels like it was intentional i don't think like he's actively tanking it or anything like that but like if you mean from a creative standpoint
2: creative standpoint I, yes
1: i could certainly see some corporate punk stuff going on uh terminal bliss says good for punk making the money but the fangs were cut off at the root i'm home love you both wrestling is fun man it's hard to buy the I'm home thing after what he said about the place in his original return promo. That's that's what's hard. Now, granted, there were a lot, there have been a lot of people that left and then when they come back, they're like, Okay, now this is what I remember. And also with no Vince there, they're probably romanticizing it a whole lot more.
2: Well, sometimes you think you found the one and then it's not the one, and then you find the one and you go back. I don't know
1: mixed <laughs> mixtape 121 hate. said that he enjoyed raw for the first time in a long time, uh, says punk. This was just sad and pathetic. I feel like he's aware his body isn't holding and he's cashing in. I mean, he, he's certainly cashing in. I don't know how much he's making, but it's in the millions. He's going to be making millions here. Tony says, CM punk, pretty stark contrast to his first dance promo from being excited to wrestle and perform to being uh, back to make money and raise the bar. seems like he's owning being the bad guy. Exciting. I feel like he was owning being the bad guy before. I just don't know if he knew that he was the bad guy. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, I don't think he knew it. And there it's one of those situations where it was like a sanitized version of the first dance promo, but, not, uh-huh. I don't know. JM says Raw packed more stuff than Survivor Series. That a five match show, Survivor Series. So, yeah. Jay Miller says, I see a lot of people upset. Punk didn't get much time. WWE doesn't need him to carry a whole show like AEW did. WWE has a lot of top stars who are over. Listen, AEW had a lot of top stars who were over too. But I mean, on Collision, he certainly did have to cover that or cut like carry that show.
2: Yeah, but no one can lie and say that today the main on the entree, the main entree, the main course was CM Punk. Yeah. So I wanted to see a little bit more more time for sure. I
1: completely agree. Maybe they'll do a digital thing. Oh,
2: but Daniel I never watched those.
1: I do. There's some good stuff there. Daniel <laughs> says, "You think Punk has some clause in his contract that if he does anything off script, like a pipe bomb, he doesn't get paid?" Seems plausible. Um, it's hard for me to believe that WWE would not have some sort of protections with this contract it'd be i mean they they do with everybody else i find it hard to believe they'd have him on a no cut Delay grat says hi denise another guy the crowd was very very timid during the actual matches completely agree dead says i'll also state that cm punk sounded forced weird and insincere i've changed i'm home off-putting were those off-putting to you denise
2: I think it was, I had, I felt some like heelish vibes in there when I was listening to this promo, but then uh, I almost felt like there was some part of him that maybe felt like happy that he was back because at the end of the day, you got to understand this guy went from like probably feeling that the whole world hates him because... When you're on social media and you're just seeing social media and it's not like he was going out and having interactions with fans. And if you're just seeing all of these people talk shit about you all the time on social media, you're going to start to think that everyone hates you. Right. And then you have these real life interactions with people and then people are cheering your name. And I feel like that within itself might have. I don't know. It could be like a thing where it changed something inside of them. I don't know. But I do think that this is probably more of a character standpoint. I do think we're going in a direction that maybe we didn't expect. Like, maybe we are going to get a corporate CM Punk. Ew. That's terrible, Sean.
1: <laughs> this sign was also in the background, the Crimea River. Yeah. Sign. Damn. Damn, we're almost at the end of the punk super chats, but man, you all sent so many. Denise getting that bonus pay tonight. I know. God. That's why
2: I was like, I looked at the clock and I was like, yes.
1: <laughs> I, was, I was like, could you shut up about Ivar already? We're getting there anyway. <gasps> Rude. I'm just kidding. I love Ivar. He's, he's a wonderful man.
2: Well, then why uh, don't you ask me if you don't want me to talk about something, just don't ask and speed through no, it. No. There's ways to go past it. I'm not
1: doing that. Not doing that. Jonathan Corona says, punk versus AJ Styles. That could be fun. Uh, Any word on the cult of personality rights? What about them? They've got them. Uh, They've likely had them in perpetuity in some sense because they don't ever dub over it on the network. Bomber says, what do you think of Punk being one of Cena's last matches, especially when Punk is now the company guy? Uh, I could see that being like a SummerSlam match in the future or something like that. I could definitely see them going that route. Matthew says, they did so much... So smart with the surprise, but why hire CM Punk then script him such a bland, tepid promo? Such a letdown after all the wait, only get one chance for a first return promo. Promos in WWE are far less scripted under Triple H than they were under Vince. Uh, but when you heard this, were you like, that was scripted or they're going to let him speak from the heart?
2: I think he was probably given uh, restrictions. I don't think he was scripted down to the T but I yeah. do think he was probably given bullet points, restrictions, uh, overall outline of what he should be hitting. I don't think that it was a true, I'm just going to go out there and I, I thought of what I was going to say in the locker room and this is what I'm sure. going to say and I'm saying it now. And I know that because, again, I've sat here and we've listened to CM Punk cut certain promos where you can tell this was on the fly. Like this was things he had probably had in his head, in his mind, And now he's getting the opportunity to speak up because the way that he talked in the all out media scrum, the way that he talked when he came back, the way that he talked on collision, the way that he talked during all of those times was definitely a lot different than the way that he talked today, or even just like the pipe bomb. There you go. Another one, the talking was different in terms of how the words were coming out. Like you can tell when someone is a little bit more restricted in what they are saying. And again, and then here's the thing, like right before that he even said, Sean, he even said, oh, it's CM Punk, and I'm back. And he even said, live on the mic. So that made yeah. everyone think, ooh, he's about to go off and talk all this shit or whatever. Like, that was my thing. I was like, he just said he's live on the mic. CM Punk live on the mic. You don't know what's going to happen. And then we didn't get any of that.
1: JP says, uh, do you think AEW and TK had Punk sign an NDA of some sort of agreement on what Punk could talk about outside of AEW? Is was a pretty boring promo. I don't, I think there's probably something in the contract stipulated in NDA upon termination. JP Tony says, Collins I has d-
2: said multiple times he legally cannot talk about it.
1: There you go. He also says, I don't think people want punk blackball, Denise. I think we just want punk minus the BS, not tall Paul. I was tired of him and all the negativity that surrounds him. A lot of that was the attitude as well. So yeah, I, I yeah, I, I hope this is a place he finds happiness. JP says, not knowing he is the bad guy is interesting. Do you think he'll take it slow this time or try to force the locker room leader thing? I think he'll just lay back, make his money, and do his creative and do as little as as possible as far as the locker room leader thing. He is a talent. He is a talent. Isaac says, I think people are overreacting. Cody Rhodes' first promo was the same. So was Bray Wyatt. No, it was, those were not. Those were, first off, Cody's was scripted. And it was a lot more personal. Bray's was a lot more emotional. Isaac, I do not agree. I do not think those were the same. And also, you hadn't seen a return promo from them before. That was what was important.
2: All very different to me. All of them.
1: Yeah. Evan Newton says, off topic, any validity to Wyatt Hall of Fame 2024? I asked somebody that was close to Bray. They hadn't heard that yet, but they were hoping so. Marquise says a revamp in staging is desperately needed. For me, the current setup for both shows makes all this feel dull. Any update when they'll switch it up? It's a bummer that Burrow won't play against my Jags next week. Yeah, I didn't hate how Jake Browning did. I did a full show on Common W about that. I don't know if they'll switch up the the sets. I think they will for pay-per-views. I think they realize the minimalist set works well. I wish they would switch to that for television as well, though. Because Denise, they don't keep those big ass screens on during the match. So there's really no reason to have those big ass screens. Why? So you can see the words Randy Orton up there. We don't need that. Who gives a damn?
2: I don't know. But hey, I did better on my picks this week. I got 12 right. I still lost though, but I came close. That's I think impressive. I was in I was like in third place this time, but some other girl got 14 right. So she won.
1: Damn. I That's know impressive though.
2: I know. I was very proud of myself. The week before that, I only had three. And this time I had 12.
1: Toe Bucket says, I think the wise man is uh, Heyman he's talking about. It was. It certainly was. He's always been brutally honest with people about stuff like that. RH says, with Punk coming back to make money, not friends, him taking on Miz at Crown Jewel could definitely be on the table. I mean, that could be certainly his out to getting into to doing Saudi or something, but that's one where I feel like if he if he went through on that, boy, a lot of people are going to give him shit over it. A whole lot of people are going to give him shit over it. I mean, listen, this was enough to get him to use Twitter for the first time in like uh, a lot. I thought he did if I was, if Who I pump? remember. Yeah, I thought, or maybe maybe he didn't. I feel he like he maybe. Today? No, maybe he didn't. I think it was a different platform he was using. He's been, he's been using off.
2: Instagram stories mostly. Yeah, he
1: uses he hasn't used Twitter in quite a while. My bad on that. Uh, guys, we are wrapping up the super chats and the humper chats. I am tired. I'm tired. <laughs> Will Chisholm Let's just says go to the asked,
2: two hour mark.
1: No, we're good. Will Chisholm says asked about Mercedes. I was sure before she got hurt she was going to AEW. Uh, she was going to AEW when she was hurt. Says, but now Tony would look crazy. How many times they've shown her it all in for her to go back to WWE. They want her. They had planned for her as the last I heard they had planned for her, but that was in August.
2: Hey, this is a competition. You got to be competitive. If you want Mercedes, you got to try and get Mercedes. And that's from both sides.
1: Apex says, what does Heyman do now with punk? Oh, there will be an interaction. There will certainly be an interaction there where they uh, have that awkward look and all that. And, and, you know paul will or cm punk will say something like you've done a really good job making roman look strong or some shit like that that they can play off of uh because listen roman don't like him but roman will probably ask for a little pay bump to work through that new Lack city says just sat through the most vanilla episode of raw since vince left only to listen to the most vanilla promo uh of cm punks in history i'm a lifetime punk fan but he looked uncomfortable and it's apparent he can't really talk about aew it is what it is though
2: but yeah also i didn't think the episode of raw was bad it was okay i didn't think it was bad maybe i was excited the whole time the crowd Crowd did suck but i'm telling you like i love that we were talking about ivar and bronson reed the stuff with seth and drew uh the randy orton uh thing with Rhea. there was quite a bit in here that i thought was good cody yeah
1: yeah and uh I don't need him to talk about AEW. I didn't need him to talk about AEW or WDB and AEW either. I didn't I'd need like a little
2: stuff. shot. I like the drama.
1: I mean, I don't mind it, but I like it a lot more when it's like in the spirit of competition, as opposed to like, you can tell like this shit made him miserable. How do you think Vince reacted? He probably wasn't thrilled. Vince hasn't liked uh punk. Do and you think v-
2: Vince watches every week still Sean? Or does he not con- live?
1: Not, Not live. live, okay. No. VSD, I think he's in bed by then now. I think he <laughs> sleeps now. VSD says, I know people complain about too many belts in general, but with the long reigns by Roman and Gunther, could a lower mid-card title be viable for folks queued on the way up? Also, Waddle is better than Chase. Go Fins. Well, no, he ain't. But no, I don't think they're going to add any more titles anytime soon. I think they got plenty. But I mean, I see what you mean, but I don't think they're adding any more. Corey? Also great to see at WrestleCade. It was great to see everybody at WrestleCade. Thank you all so much for, for all of you that I met. I greatly appreciate it. I am a little slightly under the weather. I am very, very sleepy. But now I am on to Chicago this weekend to beat up Shazam McKenzie at Black Label Pro. Don't know if I'll physically ever be able to do another match again. So I'm going to have fun with this one. Uh, Denise, tell the people where they can find you.
2: Oh, we're done? What? <laughs>
1: no, we're not! God damn it! Stop sending in super chats. He did take a victory lap after the show. There's your shot, Denise. What a timeline. Listen, if that's as far as it gets, people stretching to make any of that work, whatever. I Wait, I didn't see the
2: victory lap afterwards. Um, the last thing I saw on my screen was just the close-up of him.
1: He did this and ran around right oh.
2: Yeah. Hmm.
1: Eric Coopsy says, My issue with I'm home is he's only home because he didn't have an option on going back. He wouldn't be home if he wasn't fired. There you go. He could have went back to WWE. Well, no, he couldn't because they wouldn't have him back a few years ago. But, uh, Denise, tell the people where they can find you.
2: YouTube.com slash Denise Salcedo. That's the place to be. I post a ton of content there, do a bunch of streams, a bunch of interviews. You name it, it's on there. YouTube.com slash Denise Salcedo. And everywhere else, at underscore Denise Salcedo.
1: Subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. We are out.